The Guardian. Hello there, you're listening to me, Andy Stanton, and I'm the author of the Mr. Gum series of books, and I'm going to read you the first chapter of my new book, Mr. Gum and the Secret Hideout. Here we go. Mr. Gum was a fierce old blister with a face as angry as a thousand walnuts and a big red beard which smelt of menace and beer. He hated children, animals, fun, comics, pop music, birthday parties, books, Christmas, the seaside, computer games, people called Colin, Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays. Actually, it would probably be quicker to tell you what he liked instead. What he liked was snoozing in bed all day, being a horror and secret hideouts. And the secret hideout he was in right now was the best secret hideout he had ever seen. This secret hideout's flipping brilliant, shouted Mr Gum as he paced up and down in his hobnail boots. It's got everything. Rats, cockroaches, pipes what keep dripping slime everywhere, and it stinks. It's like what I always imagined heaven would be. And best of all, no one's ever going to find us here. Yeah agreed Mr Gum's dreadful accomplice, a scrawny butcher by the name of Billy William III. Billy was standing by a great iron furnace, shoveling old bits of meat onto the flames, and not just any old, old bits of meat, but the stalest, grubbiest, most appalling specimens imaginable. Strings of ancient entrails, withered old horse legs, rubbery turkey necks. On they all went, onto the flames. Billy was covered in soot and he was dripping with gobs of hot fat but he hardly noticed. And why? I don't know, I'm not him, he just didn't. Faster, commanded Mr Gum, hopping from one foot to the other like an unstoppable quail. Shove all them entrails, Billy me boy, chuck it on, chuck it on, and stoke it all up with coal or I'll bash ya. Right you are, Gummy, me old rattler, laughed Billy chucking on a piece of coal that was twice the size of a piece of coal that was half the size of the piece of coal I'm talking about. Roar! bellowed the furnace. A great long lick of flame flicked out and singed off Billy's eyebrows, cruel as a scarlet donkey. Ha ha ha! cackled Billy, who loved to see people getting hurt. Someone just got their eyebrows burned off. Then he realised who that someone was, and he let out a blood-curdling howl. Ow! yelled Billy, hopping up and down in agony. How come I got to do all the shoveling round here anyway? How come you ain't doing none? Shut up! roared Mr Gum, whacking Billy over the head with a silk handkerchief. He didn't have a silk handkerchief, so he used a cricket bat instead. We gotta keep getting that power up. We can't afford to rest for a moment. Now, you carry on shoveling. I gotta rest for a moment. Mr Gum threw himself down on a filthy old sofa he'd found on a rubbish tip, all covered with stains and moss. The cushions were cold and soggy, and a big rusty spring poked uncomfortably into his back, but Mr Gum was such a laser he didn't really care. (sighs) I tell ya, I love this secret hideout, yawned Mr Gum as he lay there staring up at the ceiling, his hands behind his head, and his head behind whatever was in front of his head, probably just a bit of air or something. This is the life, eh, Billy? 
Yeah, this is the life, said Billy. Thank you very much, Andy. That was deliciously disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) I've got some questions to ask you, but we also have some questions from our Young Guardian Books panel, and I think we're going to kick off with one of those. Neve Arthur, age eight. Who or what inspired your characters and why? Hi, my name is Mila and I am ten years old. My questions for Andy are, what interested you to be a writer? And also, how did you create the character Mr Gump? Uh, I started off writing the first book and I didn't know what I was going to write and I didn't really know where it was going to go. So I thought, what can I have to make an exciting story happen? And I thought, maybe if I invent a villain, something will happen. Because villains never just sit around, not even Mr Gum, who's really lazy. They never just sit around. They're always up to no good. So that uh, a plot always happens if you start off with a villain, I think. So that was my first idea. I thought, I'll have a villain. What will my villain be like? Hmm, really stupid, really stinky, like an old-fashioned tramp from the 1920s, because that makes me laugh. So the first idea was to have a villain, and then secondly, okay, how can I dress him up? Stupid and stinky. And that's how Mr Gum came along. He's not like anyone I know, luckily. And all my other characters have just been horrible, disgusting old men. So I thought, well, I'd better have a little girl. And that's, and that's how Polly popped up, and she's... Uh, sort of my favourite. So I just invent the characters as I need them. And uh, what inspired me to write a book in the first place? Well, I always love reading books so much. If anyone's listening out there who doesn't read, read! Thank you. How do you know what children are going to find funny? I might look like a grown man, (laughs) but I may have the mind of an eight-year-old. If it makes me laugh, and I I would have liked it when I was eight years old, I put it in. I, I suppose I have a connection. Or I can remember what it was like to be eight or nine years old and what I used to laugh at. Every, every word is funny if you say it long enough. Grapefruit, that's a funny word. Grapefruit, 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 grapefruit. <laughs> if, you say that, if you say any word long enough, it, it will start sounding so weird. I like, I like stupid words. Grapefruit, robot, uncle, that's a good word. Words are very musical, and I think kids like that. And silly names as well. Can I do Polly's full name for you? The little heroine in the stories is called Polly. She's nine years old, but her full name goes like this. Jammy, Grammy, Lammy, for Hupper, for Hupper, Berlin, Stereo, EO, EO, Leb, Siep, Nermonica, Lestrapec, De Grespin, De Crespin, De Spespin, De Vespin, De Whoop, De Loop, De Brunkle, Merry Christmas, Lenoir. So everyone calls her Polly for short. There are kids who know the whole thing off by heart. Sometimes drag them onto stage and make them do it in front of 500 people. They get it perfectly right. Very scary. Instead of doing their homework, that's what they're doing. They're, they're learning Polly's full name. <laughs> so I'm bringing down the educational system as well. But making them laugh Hope while so. you do it. Hope so. We've got another question. This one's from Sonny, age nine. And it's another question about your characters. Did you model the Mr Gum character on anybody you know? And where did you get the idea of the gingerbread man with the electric muscles from? Yeah, Mr. Gum, as I was saying before, he wasn't on any. He wasn't modelled on anyone I know. Luckily, um, I do sometimes steal the names of people I know for characters, not their actual character, but just their names. So I've got a friend called Polly, and I used her name for Polly, obviously. And I've got a friend called Jake, and he turned into Jake the dog. He wasn't very impressed by that. He went, uh, "Oh, why'd you turn me in?" He speaks a bit like that, actually, a bit like Ken Livingstone. Why'd you turn me into a dog? I went, "It's a nice dog." He still wasn't impressed. Anyway, but as for Alan Taylor, the gingerbread man with electric muscles, I actually, when I was trying to write my second book, my Mr. Gum book, and I didn't have any ideas, I actually woke up in the middle of the night for no reason at all with the words, a gingerbread man with electric muscles, 
called Alan Taylor going round and round in my brain. When you get something like that coming to you in the middle of the night, you have to jump up, run out of bed, jump out of bed and go and write that down so you never forget it. Because, you know, you've, I've forgotten way more ideas than I should have. I always write them down now. Charlie, age nine, has got a question which is quite similar to a question I've got. He wants to know, when you were nine, what books did you read that inspired you to write? And I'd like to know, who did you find funny when you were age nine? Okay, when I was nine, I was reading lots of stuff, rather, uh, like I was saying before. Read books. They're good for your brain and they're fun. Uh, I was reading Roald Dahl. I remember the twits I like very much. I think there's a bit of Mr. Twit and Mr. Gum. I think that's some inspiration there. Fantastic Mr. Fox by Roald Dahl. I love stories with tunnels in. I always loved stories with tunnels in when I was a kid. And I put tunnels in at least two of my Mr. Gum books because I think they're exciting. Enid Blyton, Famous Five, other stuff by Enid Blyton, Roald Dahl. My favourite book that I remember when I was eight or nine, I got out of the library. And it's called The 18th Emergency by Betsy Byers. And I always go on about it because I think it's a perfect book. It's really sad and funny and warm all at once. And it's just about a kid at school in New York. And he's in trouble with the bully. The bully's going to beat him up. And he spends the whole book just figuring out how he's going to escape his terrible fate. It's a really nice book. The 18th Emergency by Betsy Byers. I advertise it all the time (laughs) because I like it so much. And I read The Beano and The Dandy. So I read a lot of comics as well. And, you know, if there aren't any books around or if there aren't any comics around, I will just read the back of a cereal packet. Your books are illustrated by David Tazziman. And we've got a question from Keith Ten, who says that he really likes the pictures in the books. Do you get on well with David Tazziman? And does he draw Mr Gum how you imagined him? Okay, firstly, I thought when you said Keith Ten, that was his surname, like Ben Ten or something. I thought that's such a cool name. Hi, I'm Keith Ten. That's how old he is, isn't it? Firstly, I get on really well with David. We didn't know each other before the books, and we were put together when we made the first book. And now we speak to each other quite a lot. If David has a problem with one of the illustrations or doesn't know how to do something, he wants to know exactly how I imagine it, he'll give me a call and we'll just talk about it. And uh, we sometimes hang out together, you know, and we talk quite a lot. And uh, he draws Mr Gum exactly how I imagined him. I actually drew Mr Gum myself. I did some sample illustrations when I sent the books out in the first place to see if they'd get published. And David's taken my Mr Gum design and changed it a bit, but it's pretty much the same. Big red beard sort of pointy head, like a triangle head. So he draws Mr Gum exactly how I like. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for having me. Andy Stanton on the Guardian Children's Book Podcast. For more great downloads, go to guardian.co.uk forward slash audio.